It's Bernie versus Biden. The Fury Theory starts right now. The Fury Theory Podcast, brought to you by EFB Advocacy. Super Tuesday brings a super surprise. Joe Biden sweeps the southern states. Bernie Sanders wins California. Bloomberg, Buttigieg, Amy, and now Elizabeth Warren drop out. John Easton, are you surprised by the resurrection of Joe Biden? <laughs> Is anybody not surprised, truly? I mean, I think that what, what you should not be surprised about is just the sheer exhale from the Democratic establishment. That is not a surprise because you, it's palpable, not only in this town, but you can feel it in the in the media and, and some of the, the party leaders out there. Uh, I think they're quite relieved. And, you know, but what's surprising is, you know, Joe Biden just he had no momentum, you know, and to use Vegas parlance, he put all his chips into South Carolina, the firewall, as you would say, over and over again. And it worked. And now he's got the momentum. Uh, yeah. Joe Mentum is back. Uh, and, you know, to your point, uh, I thought this is not does not bode well for my NCAA tournament picks because I got this all wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I thought I was going to be Warren. She turned out to be a disaster. Uh, I never was that excited about Mike Bloomberg, Adam Belmar, because I thought, you know, he had a campaign that was based only really on ads, not on connecting really with voters. Uh, looking at that half a billion dollars he spent, is was that money well spent? Yes, I think it was incredibly well spent. But I will tell you that if I was confused on Monday, I am not confused today. I have had my eyes open to the fact that there is indeed one thing that mainstream Democrats hate more than Donald Trump, and that is Bernie Sanders, <laughs> because this has been a repudiation of democratic socialism as much as it has been a we're up with Biden. Okay, when, when you ask me about Mike Bloomberg and whether there was value in what he did, I think the strategy of it from an electoral perspective can be debated, but he put his best foot forward and built a thing, we'll call it a campaign, if not a media outlet, focused on the mission success of evicting Donald Trump from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And guess what? He's got three quarters more of that $2 billion to spend, and now... Biden, who's got this great mechanism and ability to spend that money, maybe it's a super PAC, I don't know, but uh, they've vanquished Bernie and now they've got their eyes towards the real prize. Yeah, it's not quite vanquished vanquished yet. I still think that Bernie has some life in him. Talking about John Easton, Bernie versus Biden, I mean, neither of these candidates strike fear to me. I mean, you know, Bernie's an aging socialist who had a heart attack. And, you know, I think he's a great guy to run against. Biden has got his own liabilities. He can't remember where he is half the time. He says, you know, nonsense stuff. Uh, you know, Trump does too. But Biden, you know, Democrats take that more seriously. Who's the stronger candidate against uh, Donald Trump? Wow. I mean, that really is a even after Super Tuesday, that's not really easily answerable because I think that. All signals from the White House say they'd rather run against Bernie. And and I get it. On paper, you, you'd rather run against a Democratic socialist um, that, you know, with all of his price tags on on the Green New Deal and Social Security, Medicare for all. It's, I mean, it really is almost, you know, unworkable. But on the other hand, um, you have, to your point about Joe Biden, I mean, there is a real difference in mental energy and acuity between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And in, in a way, it's it's 
for the Democrats, you know, they, they have this choice and it could be a really uh, tough choice of, do you kind of use crazy to beat crazy? Because we all know Donald Trump's crazy and I think Bernie's crazy. So that could be the formula, although I think Democrats thinking that's too risky. And then you have Joe Biden, who, look, he performed really well in the suburbs. He performed really well with women. This is on Tuesday. And he performed really well with the old 45 and older, who we all know they vote, right? Bernie, you know, divisive campaign. You know, he's he's the angry guy. And he's he's got this youth surge that's that that he's counting on. Well, I don't put my my bets on the youth vote, you know, going in going into election day. So, you know, I just don't know if 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 it's Biden, yeah, on he's got this vice presidential resume, longtime senator, but I just think to your point, John, I think that the gaffes multiply. I think that the electorate may d- discover or detect somebody who's not quite there in terms of focus and energy and it could be a real liability for him. So, Adam Belmar, um you know, you have Elizabeth Warren who just dropped out. You know, for me, the two things that really stuck in my mind about why she lost. Um, first, when she unveiled her plan and it was revealed on Medicare for All, it was re- revealed that everyone's going to lose their private health insurance. That really kind of made people a lot concerned about her plan. And the second thing, from my perspective, is when she attacked Bernie Sanders for saying uh, a woman can't win as president. And if you look at the polls, when she said that, all of a sudden she dropped. It was a nasty little interchange. Bernie seemed to be fine, and she destroyed herself. Um, talking about that and talking about these these campaigns, so much of this campaign was done by an earned media. And you know, Mike Bloomberg was running this whole campaign based on digital media. And we all talk about the importance of digital media. Um, but it didn't really work, did it? Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm still processing all of this, so it's hard to, to, to give a blanket prescription for what worked and what didn't work. Earned media in this context, to me, is more like irresponsible media. They were in the tank. They didn't earn <laughs> they, they, they were just in the tank for their favorite candidates, and they had a, a vacuum to fill forever and a day on cable news, and they just got... Uh, all their sales filled with the wind coming out of the blowhards on television. Whereas paid media, digital media that Michael Bloomberg uh, sort of personified in his uh, campaign and building up the structure that he's ostensibly handing off to Biden, I think was very effective um, in name recognition and giving people the idea that there is an alternative to the progressive democratic Green New Deal agenda so, that Bernie personified. So you're thinking that Bloomberg beating up on Bernie was a success for Bloomberg? I do. And I will also go a little bit farther as to say that while you can and people should continue to figure out, like John Easton says, can you fight crazy with crazy? Um, you really need to figure out how many never Trumpers and Republicans who can't bring themselves to vote for Trump in 2020 are going to be willing, if given permission, to vote for something else. And is Biden that person? Well, it seems like every Democrat thinks that they've got a better chance to get a bigger tent with Biden and bringing people across the aisle to help out, and not just Democrats the way that the progressives uh, are supporting Bernie. So I uh, wrote a column, maybe an unfortunate column, uh, earlier this week uh, that appeared in The Hill, kind of going after the establishment, saying that, you know, Donald Trump destroyed the establishment on the Republican side, and Bernie Sanders is running against the establishment this time around. 
Joe Biden is definitely the establishment candidate, John Easton. He's somebody who is he's going to be defending uh, status quo antebellum, anti actually status quo anti Trump. You know, eight N T E before Trump, that status quo. That's he's going to be defending the the Obama years, but he's also going to be defending the Senate. He's going to be defending the institutions of government, and Bernie's running against all that just as Trump did. Um, you know, part of that process, uh, we did, you were a um, chief of staff to a senator from New Hampshire, Kelly Ayotte. And, you know, the, the process was such that you had uh, Iowa and New Hampshire once again having no real impact on the final result. Joe Biden did terrible in both those places. And yet he's standing tall as the likely Democratic nominee. That is because the establishment came back and won a pretty significant victory. I think it is is so far premature to, to declare New Hampshire and Iowa um, irrelevant. I, I think that you can say that Iowa has its own maybe fatal problems with its technology and how they're that with the disastrous election night vote counting uh, with their, you know, just with all the technology and the app that went, you know, haywire. But Let's just set that aside. I, I think, first of all, it's a very, these are very deep institutions in our presidential politics. So they don't just go away overnight. It did something that you have to remember, it did winnow down the field. I mean, you were talking, there were just, there's like, what, 20 such? Yeah. I mean, so it, it winnowed down the field. It did, it, it still has the ability to create some momentum. And the other thing it does is it tests these candidates you know, really the retail politics. So, okay, so a guy like Buttigieg, you know, rises. That's a good thing, right? Um, somebody like Amy Klobuchar, you know, she is so good on the on the trail that she deserves to ele be elevated as well. And that's all due to that kind of a, a process. So, you know, a Mike, without it, a Michael Bloomberg uh, maybe does succeed, you know, with $500, $700 billion on TV and in across 14 states. But, you know, he didn't participate in those contests. I think it was a huge problem for him because yeah. look at him at that debate. He was a disaster at that debate because he didn't have the feel for the retail politics. Right. So I think they, they still serve a purpose. I do. I, one last thing on, on Iowa, New Hampshire. The one thing that I think could happen, and whether it's the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, they could reevaluate the fact that those, those are two not very diverse states. In terms right. of demographics. Right. And that could be a problem for those two states being the first in the nation. You know, I think South Carolina certainly is a little bit more of a diverse makeup. And so do they rearrange the deck chairs in the early in February of uh, the next election? Maybe so. But it, it like I said, it, it really has a role to play. And I think it's going to keep playing it as, as far as we can see. So, Adam Belmar, um, you know, Joe Biden is the, he's 78 going on 98. And his campaign, it might be from the 17th century. I mean, he, but he still won. He had nobody, no organization to speak of in most of these states because he didn't have any money. It reminds me a lot of what John McCain had to win the Republican nomination um, in uh, 2008. You know, he had no money. He was old. Um, he was a little bit more. He was feistier than than Biden. Um, and so we've had this kind of group of senators so it was biden or it's biden now mccain john Kerry, bob dole people who are lions of the senate who don't really know anything about the latest campaign techniques i mean i guarantee you joe biden has never even logged into facebook 
um, let alone run campaign ads on Facebook, talking about how this is all going to play out. Uh, how is Joe Biden going to run his campaign? Is he going to is he going to try to update himself, or is he just going to be the same old Joe? Well, with respect, I think that, uh, you, and I like the hyperbole uh, that you just gave because it, it does it's very illustrative, but. We do know that the Biden campaign has successfully utilized social media and Facebook in particular around that uh, apology tour that he did with the sniffing and the touching. And I think we did a podcast called Touchy Subject going back to last year. Um, but so, they, you know, he's got smart young people around him. He is the benefactor of Obama's Democratic Party with regard to uh, the digital uh, savviness that exists and Republicans are the ones centered around Trump in particular from their success in 16 building into 20. But there are a lot of things that can influence his campaign. So I'm not an expert enough to tell you what he's going to do, but I do think he's going to have principles that guide him, as he said the other night, in bringing a little bit of classy, a little bit of less divisive, less angry, less predatory, uh, demeaning rhetoric to the campaign. And I think that that's what people want. Now, is that going to be effective to fight Donald Trump? It reminds me of a television ad that uh, uh, that Spray Cleaner Era Plus used to do. Protein gets up, protein. Era Plus. The plus is protein because many stains like blood and grass are made of protein. And protein gets out protein. Well, crazy gets out crazy. I don't know. You know, but Joe Biden's a kind of different kind of crazy than Bernie. So what flavor of crazy exactly do they bring out? I don't know. I don't think Joe's crazy. I think he's just old. Um, you know. And kind of doddering and kind of all of that. You take potato, I say potato. He's definitely not crazy. Um, so let me ask you this, uh, Johnny Sanders, an exit question. Do you think that Bernie Sanders actually ends up endorsing Joe Biden, or do you think he takes this to the convention? So I think he's going to take it for a while longer. Let's face it, Michigan and Washington State, those are pretty big states for Bernie Bernie Sanders. And, you know, I I, so I think it's got to be reevaluated at that point uh, after those two elections. But, you know, I I think, you know, to your to your point about, um, you know, a a return, if, if Joe Biden goes all in on this return to decency, return to normalcy in our in American politics. I, I think in 2016, that's what the Republican, Donald Trump's Republican primary opponents tried to do is to say, look, this guy, you don't want that. That's nuts. And I'm more normal and decent. And it did not work at all. So I think it's actually a fairly risky strategy. And that's why I think that, you know, Bernie has a little bit of an edge when it comes to that sort of fiery populist, you know, retail um, strategy uh, when it comes to, but who knows what's in the minds of, of the voters. And I think when it comes right down to that middle lane that both candidates are going to have to capture in order to win the election, you know, in the end, do they just say, Biden's just too old for this. He's just not there. And I'll take, crazy because at least you know some stuff has gotten done and you know he hasn't destroyed the country i'll go with him one more time i mean jury's out so does biden uh get bernie's endorsement or does this go to the convention be get nasty uh i think if i just call it my heart my gut today it goes to the convention so the answer is bernie endorses biden by may 
That's my prediction. Uh, and let me take a point of personal privilege. Um, Chris Matthews uh, resigned from MSNBC. He was a longtime host of the Hardball. Uh, I've done Hardball many times with uh, Chris Matthews. I like Chris Matthews. He's personally very kind to me. I, I found him to be an engaging and good guy, and he knew a lot about politics. Uh, he's probably the most knowledgeable person with the passing of Tim Russert at MSNBC about politics. Everyone else is kind of stupid. Um, and so I, I want to just say this to you, Chris. If you ever want to come on our show, we'd love to have you. We'd love to hear your knowledge. We disagree a lot on politics, but I always liked you, and I always liked the fact that you were nice to me personally. And I have a my theory theory on that is if you know me and like me, I like you. And thank you for the friendship. And good luck with your retirement. With that, thank you for joining us on the Fear Theory Podcast, brought to you by EFB Advocacy. EFB means excellent. For business. For business. Yeah, baby.